0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady. Live, only on Netflix.
1: Hi, I'm Maria.
0: And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready.
1: Welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgating. I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live from my in-laws in Houston, Texas. Got another great show for y'all this week. I'm interviewing Chris Wright, my iRacing driver, who drives the Chairgating podcast car in Erska part-time. But more importantly, just one, the Belly Up Sports Invitational $500. Quientos Dinero. So that's a really fun conversation that I have with him. We go into all the details about his pit strategy, how he got that win. It was pretty controversial. It was pretty controversial. He had a little bit of a run-in with somebody else in the race. So y'all will really enjoy that interview. It's a lot of fun. Chris is a really fun guy to talk to. Before I get into that, just real quick, I have to mention, obviously, the big story going on right now I have to bring it up I don't want to but I have to Kyle Larson and his racial slurs obviously I'm not going to get into you know what he said as a white dude I won't even dare go tread towards those waters but last I checked uh, he lost his ride he's no longer uh, with Chip Ganassi he lost his sponsor's all of his sponsors from what i understand he lost any kind of deal with chevrolet and on top of all that he is suspended indefinitely from nascar which i believe means that he has to just take this uh sensitivity training and he'll be allowed back the question is in what capacity will he be allowed back he doesn't have sponsors he doesn't have a ride he can't even join a team that that runs chevy he's not even allowed with chevy apparently so, you know, what's he coming back to, really? I've heard a lot of people say, you know, maybe he'll take a year off and hop in a Stuart Haas racing ride. That's kind of been rumored already, that he that he would consider making that transition. My only thought is, I don't know if Stuart Haas would ever even want to deal with this. Nobody really wants to touch Kyle Larson with a 10-foot pole, and people say this kind of stuff blows over, but dropping the end bomb like that, you know, that's, that's a tough one to recover from. And if it's not Stuart Haas Racing, the only other offers he would get would be smaller teams, because let's be honest, that would be like a huge pickup for them. Yeah, he said a racist remark, and there's a lot of negativity around him right now, but I guarantee those small teams would say, fuck it, Kyle Larson's an incredibly talented driver that we can get for next to nothing to drive our piece of shit car. And who the fuck cares about sponsors with him? They don't have sponsors anyway. But my thought there is if Kyle Larson doesn't get a big offer from NASCAR, right, if he's been financially responsible thus far, I could see him just leaving NASCAR forever. And I don't want this to sound like an overreaction to what happened. I'm not saying that NASCAR will never allow him back or that he'll never get another offer again. What I'm saying is he might step back and look at this as a way out. It seems like Kyle Larson has kind of had one foot out the door with NASCAR for a while. It's very obvious. He has stated this publicly multiple times. His true passion is on dirt. He owns a sprint car team. He loves driving sprint cars. He even said when he won the Chili Bowl that that was a bigger deal than winning the Daytona 500. And like some other NASCAR fans, that doesn't offend me at all. I could care less. I say, good for you, man. That's your thing? You like that better than NASCAR? Sweet. So I think my point is if he's been financially responsible, he's taken care of his money, he might just say fuck it and go run the the spring car team that he already has, Kyle Larson Racing, and just, you know, drive the car, run the team and just enjoy his life doing what he loves, his passion. But obviously, you know, just enjoying life and having a passion as your full-time job means you need to have been financially responsible until then so all this just you know it's on the shoulders of has he saved up pretty much all his money has he been financially responsible does he have all that money kind of left over um almost for like an early retirement I doubt his wife would be cool with that because that would be a drastic change in lifestyle but who knows we'll see that's just kind of my take on it I'm not going to go into you know the punishments he deserves uh, because that's Like I said, not my place. I'm not going anywhere near that. What I will say is, you know, he got suspended from NASCAR. He's got to take classes. I think that all sounds reasonable enough. Beyond that, you know, some people are mad about sponsors leaving, team dropping him, stuff like that. The only thing I would say to that is um, that's purely based off public opinion, right? Public opinion is the biggest punishment a driver can possibly deal with because, The sponsors don't want to be with somebody that has all that negativity around them because then people will associate that label with that person. And these sponsors are selling to potential customers, to clients, right? So public opinion means everything to them. So once they drop him, right, a NASCAR team, the only thing that matters to them really other than I guess like winning, but really is sponsors, because that's how they keep the team open. That's how they pay everyone. So you take away the sponsors because it's bad publicity, you know, negativity around him. And once you take away those sponsors, you take away the team because they can't keep a guy on that can't get sponsors. So it's almost like this is just inevitable. People, I think a lot of people are upset about these uh, decisions being being taken, but I mean, be upset with, you know, I guess people's opinion on it because <laughs> that's the only real indicator. And the fact is, people are going to be upset about it. So, it is what it is. This is the world we live in. Um, Not going to get into it any more than that. That's all I'm going to say about Kyle Larson and that whole situation. I might go on Lap Podcast or someone, I don't know, I might go on another podcast and and go deeper into it where I can get them in trouble (laughs) and not my own podcast. But that's going to be it for the Kyle Larson thing. Let's just get right into this interview all right I'm excited to welcome my next guest Chris Wright the man the myth the legend the driver for and podcast car in iRacing Chris welcome on this is the first time I've had you on the show actually
2: yeah I called in last week that's true uh, got to announce it that uh, you were going to be on the car for that race last night
1: Mm. what race are you referring to was there a race last night
2: yeah, we had the the belly up invitational last night. Five hundred dollars to the winner. Hmm. It's a Charlotte. Hmm.
1: That would have Crazy been cool it. for somebody to win that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a great finish. If people haven't watched it, I I don't know why you wouldn't have watched it by this point. You need to go and check it out. Sim TV on YouTube. Invitational. I, I mean, what are you doing if you're not watching this race?
1: You're being an asshole. Is what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, so the moral of this story is Chris here won the Belly Up Invitational in the Chairgating Podcast car, and he won $500. That's
2: right. It was an exciting race.
1: So I guess first and foremost, before we get into the race, what are you planning on spending that money on? Because right now I feel like Belly Up Sports is kind of like, you know, you're getting the Trump check. I don't know if you're getting the unemployment like everybody else for the quarantine stuff. And now on top of that, you got to be balling, man. What are you going to spend this money on?
2: Well, I, uh, good friend of mine, Josh, he's in the ERSCA and he ran last night. Unfortunately got wrecked out early. He works at Best Buy, got me a sweet deal on a new monitor.
1: So, so you're I investing new... the money back into your iRacing career. That's right. Well, yep.
2: that's dedication. Yep, got a new monitor. Went ahead and purchased a year of iRacing.
1: How much is a year of iRacing?
2: Uh, it was like 120 hundred and twenty
1: some dollars. Yeah, damn. Okay, so at this point, you're making money in iRacing. Right now. Right. I've been right. On at this, a long time at this, this moment, make- let's let's pretend you've never done anything before this. So at this moment, you you're professionally iRacing
2: yeah
1: there we go Yep, there we go and I know belly of sports is gonna have more um races like this where we're having pretty big purse sizes Um uh, I I said that you were gonna win obviously I'm totally unbiased here um I said you're gonna win I said you keep all the money if you win I called it um
2: I tried to give you some and you wouldn't take it
1: thank you I'm glad you went on record saying that I did not ask him to bring this up it's true. He offered it in private. And I said, Nope, we may. I'm, I said it in public, you're keeping all that money. And I'm happy that you're keeping all that money because this needs to go back into, it's like an investment. You know, I want you driving for chairgating. So this is an investment because I know you're putting that money right back into your career in iRacing. Yeah. Basically
2: so, all I did was get iRacing, put it all back in there and don't have to mess with it for over a year.
1: There you go. Okay, so the race. It was incredible. Anybody that didn't watch it, y'all are missing out. Go to YouTube, T V. Isn't it S Y M T V? Yes, it Isn't it S-Y-M-T-V? Yes, it is. Yeah, T V it's the YouTube channel, and it's titled Belly Up Sports Invitational. I recommend watching the whole thing, but if I'm being honest, the last, what would you say, like 13
2: laps were just well, incredible? The, the way the strategy played out, you know, Right. It was crazy. So you, if if you're going to watch it, watch the whole thing. Right. You know, it was it was great the way the strategy played out, the different strategies. But, yeah, the last 10, 15 laps were were nail-biting, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I had people messaging me, just being like, dude, honestly, that was the most exciting iRace I've, I've ever w- watched. And granted, a lot of people just started watching iRacing because of the quarantine. Um, I, you know, I started watching it right before the quarantine because we just recently got into it at Belly of Sports. But, I mean, in terms of excitement for iRacing, that's got to be, like, I don't know. If you if you were cranking up the volume in the car, what would that be, like a 9 or a 10?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, i you know, a lot of us in there, you know, we did have some real drivers show up. Christian Eckes was there. Spencer Boyd was there. Um, I'm not going to name the rest because I don't remember. Yeah, where were, there were all more. those
1: jabronis at?
2: And... Um, you know, so outside of those guys, those of us from Erska who, who came in there, those of us who joined up, we've never raced for any kind of amount of money like that before. Really? So the nerves were shaky going in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because this is just, I know Erska was meant for people that kind of do it just as a hobby um, to separate from the professionals or whatever. But it seems like Belly of Sports saw a lot of success in this. So I can tell you we're going to be doing more of these. I don't know how frequent yet. I still got to talk to Mike about all the details. But we will do be doing more races like this where we're offering, you know, some pretty big prizes. Um, and
2: it's cool that a belly-up car won. Yeah. Car belly up, you know, yeah, and
1: second place, too, was belly-up. I mean, it, it was pretty wild. So uh, I just think that... Erska has taken hobbyists and now putting them in a position to race against professional drivers for large sums of money I mean that's pretty exciting right?
2: oh yeah, I mean it's a you know erska you know I kind of missed the boat on that and didn't sign up and i you know I missed it and Josh was trying to get me to come over and i uh I reached out to you and you brought me in to erska as a part timer driving when christian wasn't around and it's all went from there. It's just so crazy.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I got, you know, obviously the paint scheme attracted everybody because it's the sexiest car out there.
2: Oh yeah, the best paint scheme and the best paint scheme last night too. Yeah, right. It was so cool to take the Rainbow Warriors to victory. Lane. That, so that, was that was cool
1: so too. That man, the the burnouts. But I got, I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but I got hit up a lot on social media for people don't want to drive, uh, the 69 in Erska. Um, you know, a lot of people like you that were looking for a ride to get into Erska. And I, I have a relationship with Christian So I knew that he would he would be coming on, but I also knew that he's, he's a busy guy. Um, and I specifically reached back out to you to see if you, you know, had an extra time f- to be a backup driver or part-time driver for me because I had so many people recommending to you. So clearly you've made a pretty good impression on others inside
2: Erasco. Yeah, it helps to have friends. But did you lose one last night? That's yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe one less you know, I hate I hate that there was contact with that pass because I felt like I was good enough to pass him at that point without touching him. And I didn't go into three thinking, oh I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hit him. Right. It just worked out that way. And I, I had tried to make that pass a couple laps before, and I checked up instead of hitting him. And so I knew when I got down there to three, that had to be the time to make it work, because if I lifted there, I wasn't going to get another shot.
1: Okay, so for yeah. any, everyone listening that that didn't watch it, I guess just explain exactly what happened so they know.
2: Well, we ended up running – gosh i don't know what what was that about 100 laps green probably
1: yeah right yeah. In the
2: at the end and so the strategy played out and um tate was upset afterwards of course but i i don't know for sure that tate had the best car he had the track position he, he
1: yeah he was saying he had the fastest car but you actually held the fastest lap throughout the race um so i i when he said that on the interview i was like hmm I I would argue, you know, I I think
2: he had the track position. I don't think he had the best. I think myself and Nick, right, we were really good coming through the pack. We each started back there and we pitted under that one caution when we thought that there was a chance to go green and we got that other caution. So we were kind of, we kind of started off on strategy and we had to restart about 20th. And uh, right before all the green flags tout started, Nick and I had driven up into the top, you know, six or seven. And so I felt like at that point that I knew, if it stayed green, it was going to be between me and Nick. And uh, but Tate did an excellent job that last run to save some tire because as I closed in on him once I got the second, he did pick it up a little bit. So he had been
1: I noticed that as paying,
2: well, paying attention to me coming through, and he was able to pick it up a little bit. But I just had more tire at the end of the race. I I don't understand why those guys pitted so soon because of the tire wear. I mean, they were asking their tires to go 60 laps, and that just, it almost worked for Tate. But those other guys, it wasn't even close to to being a shot to win. Well,
1: it worked out for you when you came off pit road. What position were you in when you came back off pit road? Weren't you, you were lamped down in what, like
2: 16th position or something? Something like that. But I mean, some guys hadn't pitted yet and everything like that. Yeah, that's hadn't
1: true. That's true. But they had, uh, the commentators had written you off um they said you know you might finish like outside the top five essentially
2: yeah they um I, wa- I went back and watched the broadcast today because I knew I was going to be here tonight so I wanted to see what people seen at home what you guys were able to watch and they did kind of write me off for a second when I came out I was like half a lap down to Tate when I came off pit road
1: how but, many laps were left at that time like 15
2: 20 uh, 50 50
1: oh there was oh damn okay
2: yeah when I was I was about 15 seconds behind him at 50 to go and I just the whole way through the field I knew Josh unfortunately had been wrecked out in that first big wreck and uh so he kind of turned into the role of the spotter for for all of our RM and I got to shout out RM here those guys brought me in as a teammate even though I drive for you that's all kind of like you know we're all working together, right, and so Josh kind of became a spotter, and he was letting me know lap times, and so I knew how hard I needed to push without hurting my tires to get there, so I had something to race him with once I got there, and just kind of slowly picked our way through. we were able to to paint the blue line like they talked about in the broadcast, just getting lower lower than everybody else, you know was really helping getting that clean air on the nose, I could get just a little bit. If you're just two or three inches lower than the guy in front of you, that's all the clean air you need to be able to turn the car in the middle of the corner. And, and
1: uh, I mean, the the best part, in my opinion, was the the commentators when um, they were, you know, going from writing you off entirely to uh, essentially saying, "Oh, man, look at Chris. He he is making up time. He's got the fastest laps." Um, saying stuff like, you know, I think he'll finish in the top five, and then being like, you know what? I think he could finish in, like, P3. But they were like, that, that's it, you know? But then he started really making up time, and they're like, wait a minute, Chris has a shot here.
2: And yeah, that I was w- the
1: most exciting thing. I want to give a, a
2: shout-out to SimTV for keeping up with the strategies because that's really hard to do. And we've seen other broadcast people on, on iRacing kind of struggle to keep up with the strategies and the fuel windows and what's going on here. You know what I mean? Cause we all the green flag stops on racing are a little bit different in real life. It's not always best to be the first guy to pit road, especially when you're making that last stop. And so our pit cycle from the first guy to the last guy was like 25 laps. And so they did a great job keeping up with the pit cycle, keeping yeah. up with what the strategy was. And I think had Nick got not got hit. Right right when I pitted, he had uh, an issue with a guy on fresh tires and put him in the fence a little bit. Nick would have been a factor in that finish as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I agree. The commentary, the commentating was some of the best because they were explaining the strategies to me as a viewer. Um, And it made it a lot more entertaining because I was like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing here. Like, this is how it's going to play out. Later on, like you said,
2: I messaged you earlier in the week that it was going to be kind of like an IndyCar type race.
1: (laughs) You did say that
2: the car was tight. You needed clean air. You needed to have fresher tires, and so it was just the strategies kind of went everywhere.
1: Yeah, specifically, I think I remember. I want to. I want to go back to the message of you saying something like uh, "really hard to pass." Um cars handle bad in traffic um, it'll be very IndyCar type race strategy will be really important as well as qualifying.
2: Yeah, I dropped the ball in qualifying, man. I did not get a good lap. But, and
1: then oh, there was something else on Twitter where you're saying something like, Well, I just want to have a good run at it, but like you're getting me pretty excited. To
2: yeah, I, I wanted a shot with Tendigo.
1: Yep. And I was like, Man, I think you got it. it because watching you race in Erska, you're really good at racing. Like, let's well, just be honest. And it's just unfortunate. You know, you keep getting taken out and stuff like that. So,
2: and it's all racing deals. It's not like any, you know what I mean? Like right. It's just, it's just part of it. You know, the bad right. luck, the curse yeah. on the car right now. The you curse, know?
1: yeah. And you broke a chair getting podcast curse. So that's good. That's a start. Here's my issue though. Uh, somebody ran the 69 in the belly up Invitational, right? Yeah. What happened to that car?
2: I have no idea.
1: We need to see what happened to that car. Because if he got wrecked, then the curse is on sixty-nine. If he finished, you know, even like around top ten or something, then I think the
2: curse is lifted. Or or maybe the curse was with Christian because he didn't make it but like a lap and a half there and got caught up in that wreck.
1: That's true. But but you've got caught up in stuff in the cheer car too.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been caught up. You know, Homestead's one that we I felt really good about and we got, you know, wrecked early in that race on a restart. So
1: So I don't see the 69 car in the top 10. So that's not a good sign.
2: No, that's not a good sign.
1: It might be 69. And that's what I'm concerned about.
2: And Christian, you know, Christian's got the 69 at Dover. This.
1: Hmm. He
2: said he's got it at Dover? Yeah, that's our next race. So Christian, it's up to Christian this weekend for for the That's chariot. a good
1: point. We'll see if he's even in the mood at this point. He's got to be just frustrated with iRacing.
2: But yeah, it was fun to to share the track with some of those guys. Anthony Alfredo, he was a guy, you know, that ran probably the best out of the rear the real race car drivers that were that were there.
1: Did he, he finish?
2: Five. Uh yeah, I think so. I passed him on that last uh with like fifteen or twenty to go. He was running like third.
1: Is that pretty cool to oh yeah, he finished fourth. Is that pretty cool to get to pass like a real race car driver?
2: Uh, afterwards, when you think about it, it is, but when you're racing, it's just another car. It's just like, you know, $500 being on the line. You're not thinking about it constantly when you're racing, you're thinking, I'm catching this guy. Now, when you get by yourself and you're just making laps, you're like, man, especially there inside of 20 to go. When I was running up through there, you know, I started thinking about it a little bit and I was like, this is crazy. We've played the right strategy. We're going to have a shot. You know, I'm going to get to take. Yep. You know, I, and I wanted to, to make that pass clean on Tate, like I said, and it just – it didn't happen, you know, the way I wanted it to happen. But I didn't just flat dump him or anything like that. Like he said afterwards that he got wrecked. He didn't get wrecked. I yeah. mean, I think I could have made the, the move on the outside. And uh, he was lagging a lot, you know. He, I, he was,
1: and I was just going to ask you about that. Does that mess you up at all? Because watching – we got to watch uh, from your camera angle, like through the car – and his car would just disappear and then come back and reappear. I mean, is that what you see?
2: Yes. Yes. So, so you see, you see a car disappear. in
1: front of you just disappear.
2: Yeah. He's lagging and that, you know, and so you're thinking, what I'm thinking as I get closer to him is if I go to his outside and he has one of those lag spikes, it could wreck me.
1: Right. You know, like that's, it, it, I mean, that's a really, that's really sketchy, man. was. <laughs> I was watching that on the live stream and I was like, that's not okay. That's got to mess with the driver.
2: And so it was just kind of, it took away an uh, option to pass because I'm not going to put myself on the outside of him and get wrecked over it. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew I was better. And so I tried to make the pass clean. I, I got beside him once and I fell back and I got up to him and, uh, once he shut the door on me going into one with four to go, I believe it was, it was the lap after I made that move down in three and I lifted not to hit him and he kind of turned down across my nose. I At that point, I thought, okay, it's fair game if I have to, to hit him a little bit. And then when we went into three at two to go, coming to the white and uh, I started to push, I cracked the throttle and then as i cracked the throttle i thought about the time before when i cracked the throttle and how much momentum i lost and i just right. i couldn't crack the throttle anymore and i i just went and i hoped i didn't hit him and i his lag i didn't get a 0x when it happened i thought he just moved up and checked up because i was he thought i was going to put him in the wall but i watched from the replay and our cars kind of went inside each other oh really so, on um, his screen, it registered a hit, but I wasn't gonna. I'm not gonna put myself on the outside of a guy that's lagging that bad and get myself wrecked because it's not gonna be his fault. I mean, it is because it's his internet, but it's not like he came up and hit me. You know, I'm not gonna put myself in that spot.
1: Have y'all talked since the race?
2: Uh, just right after he uh, he wasn't happy. What he say? I he just uh, he told me you know it was, it's hard to apologize after you wreck somebody, but like I said, I didn't wreck him. I mean, we just, you know, we hit each other. We bounced off each other racing for the win. And, yeah, it was my fault. I pushed up, no doubt about it. So, are you just
1: letting this kind of cool – over, like, let him cool off for a little bit, let this blow over a little bit? Um, Or are you willing to just go full on, you got a rival now?
2: That's up to him. That's up to him on how wrong he feels he was done. I I don't feel like I did anything malicious. I made every attempt to make the pass clean without going to the outside like I said I'm not going to put myself up there when somebody's lagging and uh I mean that's up to him you know I mean we're going to race each other in Erska again if not at Dover do you think he's going to come for you I don't think so
1: I mean how is he how is he in points in Erska because 69 is like terrible
2: I'm not sure he's pretty good Tate's a good driver. All right, like he So he he's probably, won't, he probably we, won't risk it freely. then. He might race me harder. He might not give me as much room, and that's fine. You know, if, and if he wants to go out there and wreck me, it wouldn't be the first time this year that we've been wrecked. So
1: I mean, I just doubt he would do that if he's like doing decent I, I do points.
2: You I, know, I it's like that's would. not worth it. I, I but, don't think he would wreck me. But I
1: personally done. would love the drama if he did.
2: I will say this. I'm cool going either way. I'm cool moving forward being friends and racing each other the way we have been, and I'm cool if we want to get out here and start banging doors. It's fine. Let's do it. I'm,
1: we I'm need not, more of that in We need some drama, man.
2: I'm not racing for points, so it's, you know, it's I no feel way.
1: like I feel like Scott Crump is the only one really that's willing to talk shit.
2: He was talking he was talking a little bit of shit for me. I got to, uh, Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. He made a comment about, uh, half. He said that, uh, last night I told, uh, I told Tate to, to taste the rainbow, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little too soon. <laughs> oh man. No, I mean, I like Tate. He seems like a cool dude.
2: Um, he does. I think that everybody in Erskine is cool. Everybody right. in here, it's fun to race with them. You know, it's – I know that we've been wrecked a few times. but
1: We've been wrecked a lot. But yeah. I'm never upset about it because I don't think it's, like, people purposely trying to do it. That's the thing. And I He's think Tate is just – Tate. Tate knows he had that win and he just lost $500, you know. I think that's mostly the the thing there is he's saying I was this close to one of $500. And because I got hit, I didn't, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I understand that he's upset, but I also, he's got to understand that I was way faster and his lag, you know, it took away a lane to pass because if he wasn't lagging, if I could have got to his outside, that would have been it. Cause he would have, unless he wanted to fence me.
1: Right. When no, I that's, that's it. a good point. Yeah. You were, you were making way faster lap times. Um, I think it was inevitable. The only time that it was slightly questionable was uh, when you lost that momentum there on like lap five or six or something. Um, That was the only time where I'm like, Ooh, I hope he can make it back up. But then within like a half a lap you're right on his ass again. So.
2: Yeah. I had done a pretty good job of saving my tire coming through. And I, you know, I say tire, the right front tire is what wears out. The other tires, right? They're good, you know. So, I so done in iRacing, racing,
1: time. it really does matter that much.
2: Yeah, if the run goes long, yes. But that's that's pretty cool. On official stuff, it doesn't typically go that long unless you're in NIS.
1: Okay, so the first, the inaugural Belly of Sports Invitational champion, Chris Wright before we wrap it up a couple things before I hit record you said that you are a Bengals fan that's right and that Andy Dalton was great for your franchise
2: yes he was can you please explain that Andy Dalton and A.J. Green were drafted together and as from the day they were drafted they went to five straight playoff appearances Andy Dalton is a is a great quarterback when he's got a great system. He's got protection. And Wait, he's so he's a weapons. great
1: quarterback when he has great offensive line, great wide receivers, great coaching.
2: Well, when he's in that system, it's I, I can mm-hmm. I refer to Tom okay. Brady as a system quarterback. If the system fits Tom, he's going to look great. To be and fair, not Ian to get Dalton,
1: not to get too be, far off topic, but that's going to be the ultimate test now with Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. That that whole system quarterback argument, we'll see.
2: Well, it, Tom can bring his own system now. I mean, who's going to tell Tom no? You can't do that. Like, ain't nobody going to tell him that.
1: Well, it's more about, like, was it Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, I think, is what I'm referring to. Was it the system built by Bill Belichick that was perfect, or was it Tom Brady making it work, I guess, was the point I was making.
2: But I think Andy Dalton would thrive in New England. I think if he got up there, Bill Belichick smart enough, they would put Andy Dalton in a system where he would succeed. And I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's where he ends up. I don't know if the Bengals will trading, cutting. him. Cut him. Uh, I think yeah,
1: Andy I, Dalton did absolutely nothing for Cincinnati.
2: Man, five straight playoff appearances, man. We went uh we went 4 and 12 the season before Andy got drafted. And uh he didn't miss the playoffs and he had an MVP season going in 20 was it 2014 when the Bengals started 11 and 1 or 9 and 1. What's Until the furthest
1: the, the Bengals have made in the playoffs with Andy Dalton? First round. Okay. The Texans make it further than that.
2: Well, the Texans franchise right now is getting run by somebody who, it's debatable if he knows what he's doing. He saved he saved face by uh, bringing in Cooks this week, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I honestly think, he might just hate the Texans, and he's just was sent there to infiltrate the Texans and take us down. Um, that's a whole nother discussion, though. Either way, disagree. Andy Dalton did absolutely nothing for your franchise. I think it's good you're moving on past him. Uh, last but not least, one more thing you mentioned: you were drinking Mountain Dew. Yep. Um, as the the gate audience knows, I'm a big Mountain Dew guy. What? You said you only like regular Mountain Dew, right?
2: Yep, that's right. Regular Mountain Dew or regular Coke. uh,
1: So you're a Coke guy over Pepsi? Yeah. Mm, That's terrible. Terrible to hear that. But I'm Mountain
2: Dew over everything else.
1: Okay. Well, Mountain Dew is owned by Pepsi, so I'll take that. So you don't like any other Mountain Dew flavors? No, I don't. You don't like Code Red? Nope. Nope. You have to like Baja Blast. Nope. What about live wire? Nope. Just regular, man. What about
2: voltage? I've never even had voltage.
1: Oh my god. What about whiteout?
2: I don't think I've had whiteout either.
1: Oh my god. What about do SA?
2: Isn't that just regular do?
1: No, it's different. And this is I'm just trying to show how many Mountain Dew flavors I know off the top of my head?
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that you know all those different flavors.
1: That's an amazing thing. And Voltage is arguably the best flavor. I I can't believe that you have, don't like other Mountain Dew flavors.
2: Yeah, I'm just uh just regular man. That's it.
1: I'm gonna see if I can get a hold of Mountain Dew. See if they don't even have to sponsor us, but just get their logo on the car.
2: Um. I'd be all right because I call myself a teammate of Chase.
1: Okay, but I'm gonna put, I'm gonna make it a really ugly paint scheme, and <laughs> purposely just put every different flavor of Mountain Dew except regular.
2: Oh man, that's what I'm gonna do,
1: and then I'm gonna do Andy Dalton sucks with like.
2: Now listen, we can't. If, if you want me to drive the car, can't say Andy Dalton.
1: Sucks. <laughs> Is that where you draw all the right, line?
2: That, I can't. I can't do that. That's where you draw Andy. the line. It's Andy guy. Dalton. Andy's, Andy's a great guy.
1: Yeah, but he's got red hair. You trust him? I trust
2: him. I with, follow him onto the battlefield.
1: With red hair.
2: That's right. The, the ginger saves the day.
1: He's never saved the day. <laughs> All right, Chris. I'm glad that you came on. I'm glad that you won that money. And I'm most glad that the cheer Gang Podcast car has found victory lane. Fine, I know
2: great. Is that the first win for your podcast? Yeah, it is. That's great. I'm glad I'm so glad I was able to do it before Christian. And I gotta say, Christian sent me a message today congratulating me on last night. I didn't expect that, so that was really cool of him to along with everybody else. I want to say thanks to you for, for coming on board and sponsoring that race. I want to say thanks to Belly Up for putting it on, all the guys that are in for working with me. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Brian. Uh, he does the uh, Be Your Own Hero, and uh, I believe it's Brave Like Wyatt. That's a really cool deal that he does, and I know that they're not on the race car or anything, but that's really cool to to do something like that. What is it? Uh, Be Your Own Hero, Brave Like Wyatt. What's that? I believe it's – I don't want to say it say it wrong here I believe it's um, let me look it up here real quick on Twitter I think I know what it is but I want to make sure this is right but Brian has been a guy that I've talked to quite a bit that uh, he does all the sponsorships for Josh and Uh, Nick and all those guys.
1: You got like two seconds to figure this out.
2: All right. I just found it on Twitter. I'm trying to give them a shout out. Uh, It's a charitable organization that provides financial help and support to families with chronically ill children so they can be brave like Wyatt.
1: Damn. Well, what about win like right? That's what I'm going to start saying.
2: (laughs) man i hope that this was just the first of many or
1: right way to win
2: whatever works whatever that's that pretty cr-
1: cool pass. right right way to win
2: yeah that's that's pretty cool
1: you know how like Kyle Busch did the 2019 championship like on his car yeah i think i got to figure out i, I got to get that for the next time you drive though not if if christians driving next uh next week i'll wait but yeah,
2: Christian's gotta earn it. He's gotta win something.
1: Right. But I, I'd like to make that paint scheme for you. And it'll say something like right way to win. That'll be sweet.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I uh I haven't practiced a whole lot for Chicago, but I've been turning a lot of laps at the road. Okay. I love road course racing. I'm really excited to get there in a few weeks.
1: Chris, right way to win. Uh, that can be your new nickname.
2: So hopefully it's over. The curse is over. Everything we can finish where we run because we run really good in these races in urska we run really good myself and christian i think christian probably would have had a shot at phoenix if he didn't get wrecked but yeah. uh i don't know how much christian follows this or follows me but uh it means a lot to win to win a race with a chair car before christian
1: <laughs> i'm gonna hold
2: that over his head as, as long should. as I can. i'll be at kentucky too I'll, I'll make sure to go to the truck race and uh I'll, I'll find a way to get, it, to get it to him in person. Yeah,
1: DM him. Maybe he can get you down there, you know. Christian's a cool guy.
2: I'm ready for racing to come back, man. I know this iRacing stuff is, you know.
1: Man, you're telling me.
2: I am so ready. And then I was going to go see Garth Brooks in Cincinnati, and that's been pushed back. I'm telling you. It oh, is man, time. You
1: were going to go see Garth Brooks?
2: Oh, I'm still going to go see Garth Brooks, no doubt okay, about it. Okay, good. Just that's incredible. Whatever. I've whenever never seen Garth Brooks. Oh, you need to. Next time he's there.
1: Well, I like Garth Brooks, but I'm a Texan, so George Strait is the is the king.
2: Oh yeah, Garth and George all day, man. They need well, to cut. Well, which a one are you big. taking? You got to pick. Oh, I'm taking Garth. I'm gonna ride that horse.
1: Oh, dude, George Strait, yeah. man. He's the king.
2: I I love George, man. He's I love great. both
1: of them, but let's let's you know calm down a little bit, Andy. Dolan. Garth's
2: the goat, man. Garth is the what? King. George oh,
1: Strait's yeah. the goat.
2: It's Garth Brooks and then it's George Strait, man. No, Real it's close. George Strait All
1: then way. Garth Brooks. Everybody knows that. Nope. Nope.
2: Oh, nope, uh, this nope. is
1: this is going on my Twitter right now. is <laughs> going on my Twitter right now. Anybody listening to this podcast, it'll still be up there cuz it'll be 24 hours. Um yeah. Okay. Oh, before
2: oh, before we forget here before we get too far off topic and stop, okay. vote me into the All-Star race.
1: Yeah yeah what, what's that on belly up sports right um
2: yeah belly up sports that's yeah. if you follow me on twitter if you see me around on twitter i've got a pin to the to my twitter get in there give us a vote zach patton's got a huge lead right now gotta make that up yeah what's
1: his like what's up with his fan base
2: i have no idea i think the guy's got all kinds of family
1: yeah that's got to be it. or a lot of wives what if he has like Whoa. 13 wives and then a bunch of kids? You know what I think about Tiger
2: him? King made that okay.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> Doc Ansel, he's my hero, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright, oh, Chris.
1: Man. Thanks for coming on, man. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited to move forward with you. Absolutely. It was straight
0: shot!